Praise the Lord, everybody. want to welcome everyone that's joining us this morning on the broadcast. Due to uh, current events, we had to change a little bit of our schedule. So uh, we did not have the 9 o'clock service this morning, as some of you has already figured that out. And uh, so we're having this 10 o'clock, 10.30 service. And then tonight we'll be starting service at 7 o'clock. I ask everyone, due to some of the things that are going on at this present time, that if you would stay home, listen uh, on the website, and uh, have church along with us today. I want to ask you to, uh, in your homes, if you would, treat this as a church service. Uh, whatever you're doing, let's, let's don't multitask in uh, this situation. But uh, let's find us a place, get our family together, uh, get your Bible out. I would appreciate if you would uh, get your Bible instead of your iPad or our phone right now. And let's focus on the Word of God and not be distracted by text messages, Facebook messages, Instagram messages, or even distracted by the news. And uh, let's turn our minds and our hearts toward God and ask God for His help, that God would speak to us today and help us uh, in this house right now. And I pray that everyone would make their home a place of worship and uh, have church at home today. It's quite different for all of us. It's not exactly what I anticipated doing. I uh, made a change late last night, and uh, some got the message, some did not. I apologize for that. But uh, here we go today. We want to take our needs to the Lord. We've got those who are sick and not feeling well. And uh, let's ask the Lord to touch them. And, of course, at this time when people are not feeling well, we automatically think of the coronavirus. And uh, we certainly pray that everyone that is sick is not fighting the virus. But if they are, we know a God that is a miracle worker, and He is a healer of all manner of our diseases. And nothing has caught God unaware, but God already has an antidote for every sickness that is known or unknown to mankind. So let's pray for those who are sick today. Uh, Sister Joyce Nunn needs a touch in her body. Let's pray for her. Let's pray for Sister Carly. Let's pray for Sister Carly uh, Sumner. Testing, testing, testing. Let's pray for Sister Carly Sumner. Ask the Lord to touch her and uh, give her a miracle in her body. And uh, let's pray for Brother Harvey. He needs a touch from the Lord. And uh, ask God to touch and heal uh, all of those who are sick, those who have not turned in requests. Let's pray for them. And pray that God would speak to us today and help us and strengthen us and encourage the hearts and the souls of every person listening to this broadcast. Let's bow our heads. Go to the Lord in prayer today. God, we love you today. We thank you, Savior, for your goodness, for your mercy, for your blessings, for your touch, for your help. For this time, God, to hear from your word, God, to glean from the word of God, from the help that is in God's word. We ask you, Lord Jesus, that you would strengthen every member of this congregation, every person that is listening to this broadcast today, that the anointing the power of the Holy Ghost would fall in every household, move upon every soul, God. Heal those who are sick, deliver those who are bound, set free the captive. 
I pray, God, that your anointing would break every chain of fear, doubt, and unbelief right now as we enter into your word. And everybody said, in Jesus' name. Why don't you just clap your hands together and worship the Lord as uh, we move on with this service today. I want to uh, make some announcements, and number one is that uh, our service next week um, is a a very uh, important time to us, and uh, it's always uh, one of the larger services that we have through the year, which is Easter Sunday morning, and uh, so um, this is what we will be doing this year. We cannot have that many people in the building because of various reasons, and uh, one of those is the danger of having that many people cooped up in one area. So uh, what we will do is we will have a church out in the parking lot. Uh, the reason why I did not do that this Sunday is because this caught us by surprise a little bit, did not have time to get everything together. And uh, so next Sunday morning at 1030, we will have one service next Sunday, and uh, that service will be at 1030, and uh, we want everyone that possibly can to attend. Uh, come in your car, stay in your car. Uh, <clears throat> I can't promise you that everybody will if the Holy Ghost starts moving, but, but we want to uh, come together and celebrate. This is a time of celebration of the death, burial, and resurrection of our Savior, Jesus Christ. This is the time that we have picked to celebrate and to glorify God uh, for what He did on Calvary and uh, the work that was done and the power of the Holy Ghost that was given to us through that work and uh, uh, the resurrection. If there was no death, burial, and if there was no resurrection, we would not be enjoying what we are enjoying today. So remember that. That will be at 10.30 next Sunday morning. And everybody will be outside. We will all be in our cars. Also, I want you this week to uh, come by the church and uh, pray. And uh, there will be more information on what we will be doing Wednesday night. <clears throat> we might do an outside service Wednesday evening. Uh, we are looking into that, but there'll be more information by our text, uh, that, that what we will be planning on for Wednesday night. We will be having some type of church because I still believe that church is very important. I believe that us gathering together to worship and to magnify God is not, is not an option, but it is a necessity. That's the reason why I ask you today to treat this as church with your family. And uh, we are gathering together in a little different way, but I want us to be together to worship and to praise God. So there will be more information coming on that between now and Wednesday. So remember that, and let's remember to be praying for all of those who are under the weather. And uh, let's pray for all of our uh, health workers that are working in that department. Let's pray for our leaders that God would give them strength, direction, and help to make the right decisions and to do the right thing. Let's pray for our president. Let's pray for those who are in charge of the whole operation, our governor, and then down to our local officials. Let's pray that God would help them and give them direction from heaven. I know that we need God in this troublesome time, in this time, day, and hour that we live in. 
And uh, we need God's help and God's divine intervention. Also, there is a way for you that are not able to come to the house of God. And uh, it will be kind of difficult to, to receive an offering even next Sunday. Uh, so we have, you can mail in your offerings if that's what you choose to do. If you choose to do something else, we have this set up and it's all in operation now. You can text to give. And if you'll get something to write this down, I'll give you this number. We have sent this out uh, via our communication text. And uh, so I'll give you this number now. It's 855-557-5324. And uh, just follow the props when you text that number. And uh, it will give you the information. Then you can divide up your offerings in which department that you would like it to go. There is a small fee that you will have to, to pay for that. It's not very much, but there is a charge uh, for that service. Uh, so if you want to mail it in, that's perfectly fine, whatever way that you uh, choose to do it. So remember that, 855-557-5324. And so we want to support the work of God. It must go on. There's still things that needs to be done. There's still bills, just like you have bills. Uh, we have bills that has to be paid. And uh, there is a necessity. We have missionaries that must be supported. This is not just a state, not just a county, not just a state, not just the U.S., but it is a worldwide pandemic that is going on, and so it's affecting people all over the world. And uh, economies have crashed. Economies have shut down. And as long as we possibly can, we want to support the work of God, support our missionaries, we're trying to support uh, some evangelists that that uh, their means of of uh, uh, providing for their families have been shut down because people are not able to have church as normal. And uh, so remember that. Let's give as given to the Lord, and uh, God will richly bless you. Well, I have been praying and uh, this week, and I feel. Uh, something on my heart that I would like to share with all of you today. And uh, we're going to go to the Word of the Lord if you have your Bibles, which I pray that you do. If you don't have your Bible, get your Bible. And I ask you to use your Bible and not uh, a device. And um, I'm going to get into that a little uh, later in my message. Psalms 121. Psalms 121. The Bible says, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from which cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. If you will today, just say that along with me. The Lord is thy keeper. And you can say that in personal terms, is the Lord is my keeper. The Lord is thy shield upon thy right hand. Again, the Lord is my, or excuse me, my shade upon my right hand. 
The sun shall not smite me by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. Why don't we, why don't you, if you're not standing for the reading of the word of the Lord, I would like you to stand in your home right now and let's lift our hands toward heaven. Let's lift our voices toward God and ask God for His help and for His strength and for His touch today. God, we love you today. We thank you, Savior, for this opportunity to come together to worship, to praise, and to magnify your wonderful name. Even though it is in a much different way, even though it has been in a much different way for the past month, God, that we have not all been able to assemble together I pray, Lord, for the anointing and the power of the Holy Ghost to move upon me, to move in this house, to move in every home across uh, our, our fellowship, God, that may be listening to this today. Touch every heart and move in every life. Anoint me to deliver the Word like You have given it to me, God. And everybody said in Jesus' name, clap your hands one more time unto the Lord and let's worship Him. And praise Him together. Amen. God is good. And He is greatly to be praised. Lord bless you. Go ahead and be seated in your house. Hunker down for the next hour and a half. And uh, I might be through shortly. But uh, <clears throat> So you can pray that, that I will not last long. But I do have somewhat to say to all of us today. And uh, I feel like that I have something from the Lord. That Lord just quickened this scripture uh, 121 to me, and uh, I shared it uh, with Brother Justin yesterday. I was talking to him on the phone, and we were discussing the issues at hand. And I shared this with him, that I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from which cometh my help. My help don't come from beneath, but my help comes from the Lord. And the Lord created the heavens and the earth. And so he knows all the goings on that we are facing even at this present time. And with that being said, what I would like to talk to you about today and what I want to focus upon is just simply telling each and every one of us, myself included, that we must look up because our help comes from the Lord. You can't get your help from down below. Because the Bible tells us and explains to us that he has put Satan under our feet. And so we're not looking to him for help, but we're looking to the hills from which cometh our help. If you look at Psalms 21, or Psalms chapter 120, and uh, through the next 15 chapters, that is called the Song of Decree are either the psalm, psalms of ascent. And uh, for, for you that may not be familiar with that, it is what the, what the children of Israel would read when they come in to Jerusalem making their pilgrimage to the house of God. And when they would start up the temple steps, they would quote these psalms out loud. And then 
we were we had the privilege of being there, and some of the church members was with us, and a large group together. And uh, there are some of those steps that are even still there. And uh, we were able to walk up those steps, and we did read uh, these 15 chapters uh, as we made our ascent up the temple steps. I believe it's on the south side. And uh, it's amazing that even something that is that ancient that they have excavated it, and they have found that there's some of the original steps that are still there. And uh, they have discovered that there was a wide spot. I think that one step, every third step, was wider uh, than the other two steps. Then they would have a wide one, then they'd have two regular steps, and then a wide one. This is, they said, this is where uh, the children of God would stop, and they would recite these as they would make their ascent, and then they would worship and praise God and glorify God. We had an opportunity also to go to uh, the wall and uh, what is known as, uh, in our terms, as the Wailing Wall. I don't think the Jewish people uh, like to refer to it as that, but it is the closest that they can get to the original Temple Mount. And uh, they come there uh, multiple times and pray. And I want to tell you, when they pray, they don't... They don't uh, remain still nor quiet, but they rock and bow their head in reverence to God as uh, they recite their prayers. And so we had an opportunity to do that. And so these Psalms goes back and it makes reference to to us praising and glorifying and giving God the glory and honor that I will lift up mine eyes. Remember this, that you've got to keep your head up. When everything is going bad in life, you've still got to keep your head up. You've got to keep your eyes focused on Jesus Christ, which is in control of everything. We must believe there is some there is some points that I want to make today. Um, I want to take some things out of the Word of God, make a few points, elaborate on them a little bit, and uh, then I try through this to give you what I feel like the Lord has laid on my heart for us today. But we must believe the positive in this negative world that we live in. Uh, I, I tell you what, there is sometimes that. I feel like that I am the last month that I have, or last couple of months really in my world that, that I have been on an emotional roller coaster. Uh, I think that I'm doing good and I think everything's looking better and then it seems to take another downturn and the ride is not quite finished yet. The only steady force that I have found, I love my family. I love spending time with my family. Uh, I love, I believe I've ate more at home uh, this year than I have in the previous five or six years all combined. I, I love that, although I am ready to go sit at a nice restaurant some someday and have a nice meal brought to us and not have to worry about uh, cooking or cleaning or worry about everybody else cooking or cleaning or providing, but but just enjoy the peace and, and uh, life back to normal, whatever normal may be. But, but we hear so much, and especially now, 
the news media is full of negative thoughts and negative things. There's not too much that is broadcast that is positive. And uh, all that's, that's talked about is positive as those who have tested positive. And uh, that's all we're hearing about. I found it very interesting the other day that I, I was listening to the president when they hit the one million mark of people that have been tested. And uh, I'm thankful for him that he always tries to set a positive tone in uh, this craziness that's going on. And uh, lots of times he is criticized for that. And uh, I'm, I'm worried about how long he can stay positive with all the negative that is happening. But but I, I pray for our leaders every day. Every day I'm praying for all of our leaders, local and um, uh, across this this nation. But but I was thinking about this as we hear uh, they they hit the one million mark. Now I know it's well over that that had been tested, and there was somewhere around two hundred thousand that at one million mark that had tested positive. And uh, we heard about that. That was pumped into us. And that brings fear and that brings anxiety and that that brings in <clears throat> depression and uh, it brings in worry. And all of these things are produced, but they did not they did not elaborate on out of one million that they thought had the virus. Eight hundred thousand did not have the virus that had the symptoms that did not have the virus. And uh, you say, oh, oh, you're just you're just all crazy and whacked out. No, I'm trying. I'm trying to point to point out to you today that there is some positives with all the negatives that are going on, even at this present time. And it's got us so fearful and, and rightfully so. It's a dangerous disease. It's very contagious. I am not making light of that at all. Uh, but it's got us so afraid that this is allergy times. Every time we get a sniffle, we're worried. I know I'm worried. And, uh, I, I know, uh, my household is worried. And I know, uh, other members of this congregation is worried. I know this community is worried. I know officials are worried. I know our state is worried. I know the governor is worried. I know that the entire nation is worried and then the entire world because it's a real uh, situation that is going on today. But out of this, we must have the ability and that ability only comes through the power of God is to find some positive to glean from during this time of distress. And so uh, this is what I, I look into the Word of God. And uh, Philippians chapter 4 and verse number 8 says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue or if there be any praise, think on these things. We believe and hear Way too much negative talk and negative thoughts rather than positive. We look and listen and concentrate on all the bad things that are happening in life. We should dwell on the positive and look 
for good in others and in the circumstances that are happening in our world today. You say, what in the world can be positive in all this negative activity that is going on? Well, I just gave you 800,000 reasons why we can be positive. I just gave you a list of things that that we can be positive about. We can be positive that the fact is that God has everything right in the palm of His hand and nothing, nothing, nothing has caught God unaware. We can be positive that in this negative time that we're living in, that we do have a God that we can trust in. And we can put our hope in. And we can put our confidence in. Now I'm going to have to pause right for a moment. That would be a time that I would pause for your applause. But uh, since I can't do that, I've got to catch my breath uh, just for a moment. So I hope that you are applauding at the house. And so uh, believe some things that, <clears throat> that, that, that are positive. Finally, my brethren. Whatsoever things are true, and I know that we're living in a true pandemic, I am aware of that. Whatsoever things are honest, I know that people, some people are being honest, I think some are being, uh, uh, spreading some things that are not quite so honest, but whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, Let's try to report some things that are good. I want to encourage you as saints of God. We are not in a struggle against one another right now. Any grievances that you have against a neighbor, that should be stopped right now. That should be put on the back burner. Or actually, that should be put under the blood. And we should... Get together and hold one another up in prayer. I talked about this a few Wednesday nights ago. We don't need to dwell on negative posts and we don't need to make negative posts. We don't need anything that would be negative against one another. We don't need anything that would be negative against any of our officials right now. We need to focus on prayer and believing God's Word and trusting in the power of prayer to bring us through this troubled time that we are in. We must look. The second thing is we must look for purpose in what we are going through. First Peter chapter 5 verse number 10 says, But the God of all grace who had called you unto His eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that ye, ye have suffered a while. Take note to that. After ye have suffered a while. Make you perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. Number one, we must understand that God has a purpose. Don't be discouraged in what is going on and what you are seeing surrounded you, but find what God's purpose is for this. I believe that God's purpose, one of God's purposes is for us to understand the critical hour that we are living in as the church. 
And we need to understand how that, that things in a moment's time, our securities, our freedoms, our, our, our American, uh, uh, given rights can be taken from us at a moment's time due to whatever they want to say, due to whatever, however they want to put it. We must understand that four weeks ago, all of our lives changed. What we can do in this time, instead of cursing the problem and cursing the disease and cursing everything that is around us, we need to find God's purpose. This is a good time for our families to draw closer together. This is a good time to spend more time dedicating and consecrating our lives to God. This is a good time to spend more time reading the Word of God, which has positive scriptures that will help and strengthen and uplift us in this time. Maybe we as individuals could use this time for, for personal dedication and consecration to God. And so this is the purpose that we need to find in, in what God is doing. We should not, uh, sometimes, sometimes we are tested. Sometimes we are tested by God to strengthen us and increase our faith in God. If there was never a sickness, we would not know that God is a healer. If there was never a, a pandemic, we would not know that God is our strength. In, in this time, if there was never a storm, we would never know that God can calm the storms of life. If there was never a storm in the disciples' life, when they were in the midst of the raging winds and waves that were overtaking their boat, they were sinking in the midst of the storm. They would have never known that Jesus Christ had the power and the authority to say, Peace be still, and even the winds and the waves would obey Him. But in the midst of the storm, you can find the positive attribute of God. Number one, that God has purpose for everything that we face in life. Number two, that God is able to work miracles for us when it seems like there is no hope. God is able to protect us from the virus. But then on the other hand, like I was preaching last Sunday, the Hebrew boys, young men, said that if God doesn't deliver them, it doesn't make any difference in the fact that God is still God. If God allows some of us to catch this virus, that God is still the healer of all manner of our diseases. I would like to say, and I have said this from day one, that there is no one that attends church, that there is no saint of God that lives for God that would ever contact this virus. Amen. I would like to say 
pray that God would give us that protection. But I said then and I say now, that's not the promise of God. But the promise of God is, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I have a shepherd that is there. I have a shepherd that cares. I have a shepherd that will be right there by my side leading me, directing me, and guiding me through every part of tribulation that I would go through. So God has a purpose. Could God's purpose be to strengthen us? Could God's purpose be to draw us closer to Him? Uh, Friday, I believe it was, I was out riding my bike and uh, had ridden up the trail there over in Koontz and um, made my way down uh, to the creek, Village Creek, that is up there on the road by the Welcoming Center. And uh, I set my bike up there on the side of the bridge and I was just looking and uh, I said, you know, it's it's good. I was just thinking. I didn't talk to myself. I was just thinking to myself. So you can you can kind of relax on that. But but I was thinking, you know, it's good to relax your mind. It's good to put your mind in neutral. And that's one reason why I do these things is to kind of get my mind in neutral. You've got to do something to relax your mind. It's good. And then I was thinking, you know, it's good for bodily exercise. It's good to push your body. It's good uh, to push your body because if you don't push your body, you don't gain strength. If all you do is go to the table every day, you lose your muscle mass and you never exercise your muscles. You lose that muscle mass and then you turn into having all kinds of health issues but then I got to thinking, you know, it's good to have, it's good to have relaxation of the mind. It's good to have exercising of the body. But then what do we do for the spiritual man? This spiritual man, and I thought about that when I come into the house of the Lord to pray. I build up my spiritual man with a daily, a daily Bible reading and a daily prayer life. And a daily walk with God. That's the reason why I feel that the church is the utmost importance. That's the reason why I've been splitting up the services to give us an opportunity. Not because I like to preach all the time and hear the sound of my voice. And I'm certainly not doing this this morning because I like to hear the sound of my voice. I have a packed house this morning just sitting out all over the airwaves. But the reason why I'm doing this is because I feel the necessity that we we must feed that spiritual man in this troubled times. We can't expect this spiritual man to grow lax and unconcerned and say we'll pick it back up when everything is going well. But in these troubled times, God is pushing us to a deeper dedication and a closer walk with God. And I say, God, whatever it takes in my life, don't let me grow complacent. Don't let me get to the point where I I feel like that spiritual things are not of a necessity. God, but push me to the point. I don't want God to have to push me to prayer and push me to dedication. But if God must do so, God, do whatever you do to get 
your purpose fulfilled in my life. Stir up my nest. Stir up my nest. I've been fishing a lot this year. More probably this year than I have in the past five years combined. I've had a lot of extra time. I hadn't been able to make any hospital visits. And uh, so all I have time is just to do a, a little little things that I that I enjoy to do doing. And uh, there there is up in Sandy Creek, there's an eagle that I've been watching for years and they have a big nest there. And um if you look real closely you can find the nest and and uh I I'd seen it before but then the last time I was up there I located again or we located it again. And uh, I was looking at that that nest and I I watched these eagles they have one tree that they really enjoy setting in up there and I've I've observed them well the other day when I was up there I observed that there was a young eaglet that was setting up there with the mature eagle and uh, he had not he had not got all of his feathers just right yet and uh, he was didn't have his white head or his white tail feathers. He is kind of speckledy, a small, much smaller bird. And I got thinking about this as an eagle stirs up her nest. That nest is comfortable, but until that mother eagle comes in and starts taking out the comfort things of that nest, that young eaglet would never get up on the edge of that nest and get up on the edge and then fall off and learn how to fly on its own. And sometimes what what they do as they study them, that that they have that nest protected with down and and one day I was watching the eagle bring in things to his nest and he had a stick about three foot long that he was carrying to his nest and I watched him put it up there and uh, very interesting but I I thought about this as they study eagles they they protect that nest with down and and with animal skins and with feather from uh, their breast and and. As that eaglet gets older, they start pulling out the things that makes that nest comfortable. When that eagle will climb up on that edge of that nest, and when the eagle gets up on the edge of that nest, the, the mother eagle will push them off and cause them to learn how to stretch their muscles and stretch their wings to fly. Until then, they don't know that they have that ability to fly. All they know is the nest. Could I tell you that I believe that God is stirring up the church. I don't believe that this is the apocalypse. I have said that from day one. I believe this is a forerunner to things that is going to happen in the future. This is not the last time we're going to see something like this. But it will be more common to us. As the years go by, however long the Lord seems to tarry and leave His church here. But what I feel so strongly is that God is stirring up the nest in the church. If there's ever been a time where we need to look at the fields of harvest and go out and witness and be a witness to a lost and a dying and a sin-sick world. This is a reason why the children of God have to have a positive attitude in this time. No matter what we are going through, we have got to show the world that there is peace, that there is hope, that there is strength, and you can find it all in the house of God. 
Amen. 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 I hope you're amen in that point because that's a good point to amen on. But then, then I look for utilizing the promises. Utilizing the promises. This is, this is about looking up. How do I look up? Number one, if you're looking at God, you have to look up. If you're, if you're focusing on God, the only way you're going to focus is up. Because the Bible, from the very beginning to the very ending, it talks about going up to the house of God. When you start the church, your life is starting to look up. Because you don't go down to church, but you go up to church. You go up to the house of God. So utilizing the promises of God. How do we do that? Romans chapter 15 and verse number 4. It says, For whatsoever things are written aforetime were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of... Everybody say this with me. I hope you have your Bibles. If you don't, get your Bible. Look at Romans 15 and 4 right now. For whatsoever things were written aforetime... None of, uh, re- remember, whatsoever things were written a long time ago, before time, for our forefathers were written for our learning, that we through patience, amen, that and comfort of the Scripture, of the Scripture, might have hope. We neglect the Word of God, and we miss out on the promises And the benefits of God's Word. We neglect reading the Word of God. Amen. In this time, let me tell you, First Pentecostal Church, that you need to dust off the Word of God. You need to get it off of the shelf. You need to take it off of your nightstand. Amen. The reason why I want you to get your Bible is I know the Bible is on an iPad app. I know the Bible is on our iPhone app. You can might even get it on the lesser phones such as Android. Amen. But but the Bible is there. But on all of these devices, you get all kinds of other negative things. You can get Fox News on the iPad. You can get you can get CNN, God forbid, on the iPad. You can get CBS. God forbid, on the iPad. And all of these other outlets you can get on the iPad. And when you're looking at the Word of God, these things will flash across your screen. But I'm telling you, dust off the old Bible. Dust off the old Bible. Get your nose in the Word of God. Because in the Scripture, you're going to find hope. You're going to find things that says, I will lift up my head. Amen. I'm going to lift up my eyes. I'm going to lift up my head to the hills from which cometh my help. My help comes from the Lord. You're not going to find that anywhere else. But in the Word of God, reading the promises of God's Word, that tells us that He would never leave us nor forsake us, but He will go with us all the way, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Another good APM point. I wish somebody would jump over the back of the couch right now and give me a break. I'm preaching a little hard without any breath. Amen. We neglect God's Word. 
But it's time to get back to God's Word. We need to read. We need to read it. We need to remember it. It needs to be as frontless between our eyes. Amen. That God will not forsake us. That God knows where we're at. That God knows what we're going through. That God already has. Look in the Word of God. You know where you find this? That with every temptation taken you, there is no temptation that has taken you that is not common to man. Amen. This is not the first time this has happened in the world. It might be the first time in our life, but not in the world. But there is an escape route. How do we find that? In the Word of God. God has already made a way of escape. God already has a plan in the process. God already has a medicine that will work. And that is faith and confidence in the healing power of Jesus. Jesus Christ. Amen. Whew. Lord, I'm normally used to somebody running the aisles right then. But another thing, another thing, we need to encourage others. This is what I say again. This is a reason why I think that some people are to delete their Facebook and Instagram. Because people thrive on negative things. Negative thoughts. Negative sayings. And sometimes when you don't know what to say, you just don't say anything. That's the best way to approach it. And people put something foolish on there. And then other people respond thinking they're defending God or whatever. Or defending the preacher or whatever. Or defending a neighbor or whatever. Whatever that may be. But that is not wise. That is not wise. Use these tools if you have to use it. Don't read all the negative garbage. And don't post negative garbage. Post something that is positive. Amen. Look in the Word of God and find something that is positive, that is true, that has been tested for over 2,000 years. And even Old Testament times, thousands and thousands of years, that God is faithful. Amen. If you want anything to put your faith in, put your faith in God. Learn how to encourage someone else. Don't say anything that would discourage somebody. Amen. Don't say anything that would tip somebody to despair. But say things that would uplift their spirits. That would encourage their heart. That would help them to draw faith from God. God's house and God's Word. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse number 4 says, Who comfort us Comforted us in all our tribulations, that way that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted. I tell you, this is there is never been a time any greater. In our life, for the church to shine, for the church to be a glowing beacon of hope in this distressful and sin-sick time that we are living in. 
Amen. There's never been a time for us as the saints of God to have personal ministry flowing out of us like never before. There's never been a greater time for an influx of people coming to the house of God and revival like never before because people are not finding any hope. Their money has crashed. Amen. Their bank accounts have went south. Amen. There's nothing that you can really do but stay home and sit around the house. Amen. But I want to tell you, if you have these avenues and these means and you use these, hear your pastor today. Put something positive Positive on Facebook. Put something positive on Instagram. Quote scriptures. Let them know that you might be going through hell on earth, but there is still a God that helps you, that strengthens you, that lifts up your spirit in the time of distress. Amen. Amen. Who comforts us all. We've got to tell them about Jesus. The world is turning, is turning to pills. I've read about two homicides this week in our area. I read about another man that comes in, shoots his girlfriend and takes his own life because they thought they had been exposed to the virus and they might die. They had lost their jobs, lost hope. Negative, negative, negative. Despair, despair, despair. The president has warned us about these things. Don't get in despair. Don't get in despair. People will be taking lives. People will be, be stealing. People, people will be committing suicide. Don't get in despair. There will be an influx of drugs. I talked to you last week about people looking for shrinks that would help them in this troubled time. Amen. I want to tell you, you don't need an anxiety pill. You don't need a gun stuck to your head. You don't need to be in despair. How do you smile through trouble? How do you smile through a trial? It's not in my own ability. It's not in my own ability. I promise you sometimes I, I feel like that I'm stressed to the max. But when I make my way back to the house of God, I feel strict. When I look in the Word of God, I see that things that have, have happened to my brothers that was thousands of years ago. But God never left them. And God never forsook them. And so I know that God is going to help us in this trouble some time. Amen. So the church needs to be a light to a lost and a dying world. The church needs to send hope. That's the reason, man, I, I, I get up. I, I don't know. I don't know how I got on the list, but I'm glad I got on the list. My wife, my wife has been on the list for, for a long time. Used to Sister Joyce. She was the mail-out lady, always mailing cards of hope and strength, oh, birthday cards, get well soon cards, 
all kinds of cards, and that has not been forgotten. And I am so thankful for that. I walked in her house one day, and there was cases sitting on her table. I said, what is that? She said, oh, that's cards I got to send out to people. How amazing that some some person would take their time to do that. But now we have we have someone else that's using a little electronic device. Every morning I've been getting up, I'm getting a text, amen, that's showing me a little card with some inspirational saying or scripture on it and saying, I'm praying for you, I love you, and everything's going to be all right. Thank you, Sister Donna Hudson, for that. Amen. It's not going unnoticed. I wish every member of this congregation, not necessarily sending them to me, but you ought to send a message of comfort, a message of hope, a message of peace to people in the church every day, to your co-workers that you are surrounded with. Don't let them see your despair. Amen. Don't let them see your agony and your pain. Let them see your God, get your head up. Don't drag your chin on the ground. Don't scoop up sand with your bottom lip. But look unto the hills from which cometh our help. Our help comes from the Lord. Our help comes from the Lord. Amen. At home, why don't you say that with me right now? My help comes from the Lord. Come on, somebody say it like you mean it. Say it while you feel the power of the Holy Ghost in your house right now. My help comes from the Lord. I'm going to get my head up. I'm going to get my head up. I'm going to get my spirit up. I'm going to get out of the dumps, out of the doom and gloom and despair. Amen. God still loves me. God still cares for me. God is still helping me. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. I'm just about through. Woo! This is hard preaching with no breaks. But I'm just about through. The next thing I want to talk to you about. Let me get me a drink of water. Excuse me. Is this. You've got to always sing praise in the storm. Amen. I had somebody to send me, Brother Buck this morning sent me a a picture of the farm and singing a song. Amen. You've got to sing praise in the storm. You can't lose your song with all the things that are going on in life. Amen. Say, oh, hasn't anything any bad, bad ever happened to you? Oh, yes, there has. You just don't know. Amen. But this is what I have learned. This is all I know. And it's like I was preaching last Sunday. Amen. When I don't know what to do, I just do what I know to do. And I still believe that today. When I don't know what to do, I still come to the house of God and I just do what I've always done. I've always done this and God has always worked. And I don't think God has changed His mind yet. Amen. Psalms chapter 62 and verse number 2, or 66 and verse number 2 says, Sing forth the honor of His name. Make His praises glorious. Praising God brings hope. (coughs) Praising God. Brings hope 
It helps lift our despair. This is the reason why I think it's very important that we gather together in the house of God. Whatever means we have, and I know right now it's it's impossible, but it will be possible again very soon. Amen. That we come together and we feed. We are we are individuals and we feed off of each other. And uh, if you don't think that's true, you just watch a church service. That when one person starts to get prayer. Hallelujah, bless God, everybody in the house gets sick. Nobody even knew they needed prayer until one person walked up for prayer. And then about 15 follows. Amen. But it also works in a positive way. That when, when, when everybody is quiet and down and something happens in the church, one person can jump up and start praising God and many others to follow suit and start to worship and glorify God because a person prays. Amen. Brings hope to every situation. When we learn how to praise God in Psalms chapter 71 verse 14 and 15 said, but I will hope continually and yet praise thee more and more. My mouth shall show forth the righteousness of thy salvation all the day, for I know not the number thereof. Amen. But I will hope continually, and I will praise thee more and more. Amen. The writer is talking about the gloominess of not knowing the number of his days. But in that gloom, he pulls the positive force out of getting your head up and starting to sing praises unto God. And he said, in this time, I will not be in despair, but I will continue to sing. I will continue to praise because I find hope continually in praising God. Some of you, it might have been a long time since you've been able to come to the house of God. Amen. And you hadn't danced and shouted in a long time. I hope before I get through preaching today that in your house that you have turned your house into a sanctuary of praise, that you would stand to your feet right now and you would lift your hands and lift your voice and and do your little Holy Ghost dance. Amen. I'm dancing right now before God. Because I don't dance for people. I dance for God. I'm not worried about people. I'm worried about God. It's time to give Him praise. It's time to get your song of praise. It's time to get your head up. It's time to lift your spirit. And believe God to move in all of our problems. Amen. I will praise Him. I will praise Him continually. Amen. In Second Chronicles, or First Chronicles chapter 16, it tells us a story about Jehoshaphat that went out to battle against Ammon and Moab at Mount Seir. They were surrounded. They were outnumbered. And they were fighting a stronger force than they were. But the Bible tells us the story about, and when they began to sing, Jehoshaphat come with the Word of God. 
And he said, I tell you how we're going to defeat this enemy. It's not going to be by our power or by our might because we are, we are overcome and we are not as strong as they are. Amen. Although we may not be physically as strong as they are. Let me tell you that God has a plan and that plan is that when we are outnumbered and it looks like all the world is turned upside down, that we will sing our praises and glorify our God. And they begin to sing and they begin to praise. And when they begin to sing and they begin to praise, God sent forth an ambushment against the adversary and destroyed them. And they overcame them by the power of their praise and singing unto a great God that is almighty and all-powerful and always worthy of our praise and our worship to Him. I hope somebody at home right now is having a little Holy Ghost fit in your living room. Amen. It's time to throw out the adversary. It's time to throw out the doubt. It's time to throw out the gloom. It's time to throw out the despair. It's time to bring the Bible back to center point of our life. It's time to rededicate and consecrate to God. It's not a time to lose your praise. It's a time to boisterous up your praise. It's a time to strengthen your praise. It's a time to strengthen your voice. It's a time time for families not to grow apart, but to grow together and realize we need God. We need God more today than we did yesterday. And I'm going to continue to worship. I'm going to continue to shout. I'm going to continue to praise. I'm going to continue to lift up His name and glorify Him. Why don't you shout a praise of glory and triumph unto the Lord in your home right now? Hallelujah. 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 Turn your hallway into a runway. Amen. Turn your negative into positive. Turn your gloom and despair into the sunshine. Amen. There's going to be a sunshiny day. I'm going to keep praising God. I'm going to keep dancing. Devil, I might get sick, but I'm still going to dance. You might afflict my body, but you can't destroy my soul. Amen. You might even kill my body, but you cannot destroy destroy my soul because my soul belongs to God. Amen. And my head will be lifted and my praise will go forth and I will lift my hands and I will dance on my feet because God is worthy in the good times. God is worthy in the bad times. God is worthy in the coronavirus times. God is worthy of all our praise. Come on church. Get your head looking to the hills from which cometh our help. Get it off of gloom, doom and despair. And get it on the help that comes from God and God alone. Hallelujah. 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 Psalms 57 and 7 says, My heart is fixed, O God. My heart is fixed. I want to ask you a question today, church. 
Is your heart fixed? If your heart is not fixed, you will turn to the beggarly elements of this world to calm you. You will turn to the beggarly elements of this world to give you peace, which has no peace. Amen. But he said, my heart is fixed. Oh God, my heart is fixed. This is what I'll do. Look at Psalms 57 and 7. And because my heart is fixed, oh God, my heart is fixed. I will sing and give praises. I will sing and give praise. I will sing and give praise because my heart is fixed on God. Amen. Sometimes you have to sing when it's dry. Sometimes you have to sing when it's gloomy. Numbers chapter 21 tells us a story about Moses bringing the children of Israel to beer. That it was, that it was the well wherefore the Lord spake unto Moses. Gather the people together and I will give them water. There was no water. There was no water to drink. And God Oh, Moses said, gather the people together and I will give them water. Pay attention closely to what the children of God did. In verse number 17, then Israel sang this song. Spring up, oh well. Spring up, oh well. Sing ye unto it. Sometimes you've got to look at your despair and sing to your barren wells. Sometimes you've got to look at your gloom and doom, and you've got to sing to your barren wells. Sometimes you've got to look at fever on the thermometer and sing to your barren wells. Amen. I'm going to sing, oh, spring up, oh well. When joy seems to be gone, you've got to look at where joy used to be and sing until it, until joy springs up again. You know what happened? God caused the water to flow like it had flown in the flow, flow in the past. If like it had flow in the past. And God brought back the water and God was able to bring the children of Israel a cool drink of water where the adversary it was gone it was barren it was dry it would not produce but God was able to make it produce again what I am encouraging you today if you have not got the message yet amen lift up your head first Pentecostal church lift up your head saints of God that are listening to me today there is hope there is help in Jesus Christ. He knows where we're at. He knows what we're going through. He knows what we're facing. Amen. And He has not left us alone. But it's time to just go ahead and glorify Him, magnify Him, and give Him praise in this troubled time. Hallelujah. 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 I will go back to Psalm 121, and I'm quitting with this. Don't have anybody here to play for me this morning, so I can't play you any anointing. It's just me and God. Psalms 121 says, I will lift up my eyes unto the hills from which cometh my help. 
And I hope this rings a bell even stronger to you today after I have preached from this subject. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth, even forevermore. Everybody say with me in your home today, from this time forth, even forevermore. I'm going to look up. I'm going to look up. I am going to look up. Let's all pray together today. God, we love you today. We thank you, Savior, for your goodness, for your mercy, for your blessings. Thank you, God, for your help and your strength that we find in your word, oh God. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would move in every home today through your word, God, that you have touched every heart, that you have strengthened every soul, that you have moved in every life, God, and we'll give you the praise for it. We'll give you the glory for it. We'll give you the honor. And we pray it all in the name of Jesus. Build a hedge around our church family today, God. Our friends. Our extended family. Protect everyone from harm and danger, O God. In the precious name of Jesus. In the precious name of Jesus. In the precious name of Jesus. We love you today. We worship you today. In Jesus' name. Lord bless you today. I pray that the Lord would keep you. The Lord would protect you. And I pray that we could refocus our eyes on the things above. And see what God is doing in this day and hour that we're living in. Church will be starting again tonight. We will be doing it the same way at 7 o'clock tonight. Brother Smith will be preaching to you tonight. So remember that at 7 o'clock, tune in, hear the word of the Lord. Lord bless you, love all of you, miss all of you very much, praying for each and every one of you. Now you can be dismissed to go eat your, your family dinner. In Jesus' name, amen.